This is NFA Talk, the show that talks about guns and gun rights, keeping you up to date with what's currently going on, from the newest guns, promotions, and events, plus how we're lobbying for your rights. All right, it's time for another episode of NFA Talk. I'm Jordan Vandenhoff. Joining me tonight is Rick Igersich. And boy, do we have some stuff to talk about. Rick, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Jordan. How are you doing? And, and you're right, we sure do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm doing fairly good for the amount of sleep that I've had. My phone has been going off the hook. I've been receiving a lot of emails. I'm trying to get back to everybody. And I mean, like what the what the Liberal government did to us on Monday was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, they're putting a full freeze on handguns in Canada. Uh they even said in their announcement that, you know, we believe that law-abiding firearms owners are not the problem, but we're banning the handguns from law-abiding firearms owners. Now, uh, luckily enough for us, we get to keep what we have. We just can't buy, sell, or import new ones. I, I, guess, so, you can, I guess you can call that lucky, but, I, you know, this is one of the worst attacks against rights and freedoms, livelihoods, and property of, the, of Canadians in, his, in the Canadian history. I... I've never heard anything like this, and he it just keeps he just keeps on going with this stuff. What's the next step? Well, I mean, they already they already told us the next step. Like, I mean, it's the rest of the bill of C twenty one. Like, it's it, it they revised it. They came back and they came back stronger. So, I mean, if, if you heard over the last couple of months, they were talking about you know giving the powers to the municipalities, giving the powers to the provinces, and what I really think they did was they tested in Ontario. So in Ontario, they told you know Steve Del Duca, go out, put your platform out there, and let's see how that rolls. He put it out there. He made a couple announcements. Ontario didn't bite on it. They basically said you know like quit it, quit it. It didn't do well. So the government went back to the table and said, hey. Alberta's not on board. Ontario's definitely not on board. We're just going to have to go and uh, go ahead and push it this way. It dropped the hammer right across the country. Right. So th- they went nationwide. <laughs> yep. Nationwide. Stop movement of all handguns. Uh, so I, knew I, so- I knew something was coming down the pipe, but I didn't think it would, it would be that. That is, uh, it's unheard of. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one. You know, and that's just the, that's just a part of the bill. There's other parts of this bill that you know, they're limiting uh, magazine capacity. The way they have it worded is long guns, so long guns to five rounds. Now, I don't know about you folks, but I've got shotguns, pre sixty four Winchesters and stuff that hold seven rounds in the in in the tube. How do you permanently block that and have the have the shotgun function? There's stuff like that. There's all kinds of other issues involved with there's there's set it's like reading a Latin Bible. There's sections on subsections on subsections, Jordan. I've never seen anything like it. No, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's a little vague. There's gonna be uh there's gonna be a, a, a lot of interpretation needed for this. I mean, you look at um like a Browning lever action uh 22 LR rifle, uh, you know. You, it's a tube fed. It, it has, it takes 15 rounds and you have to put the rod down there, which pushes pressure on the next round to pop it up when you, when you cycle the action. How do you pin that or permanently make that five rounds? I it mean, can't, Rick, it, can't, it, it can't be done. It's uh, no, so basically what they're saying, and that's a prohibited device now because it, 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 the capacity is more than five rounds in the magazine tube. So Ridiculous. Rick, what do you think? They, what are they going to do? Are they going to offer us a buyback on that? 
I have no idea. I I don't think they they've got a, they don't have enough don't, money to give us a buyback on the, they don't give they don't have enough money to buy back uh, the original order in council let alone this one. I think this is a way that they got around the fact uh they'll just freeze everything and uh and uh, they're not going to buy anything back and basically your firearm dies with you when you uh when you're gone that firearm goes for destruction. That's the way I'm looking at it right now. Uh I don't know what do you think Jordan? No, it's it's definitely it's I, it's definitely it's a free buyback for them, you know. Let let us keep let us keep them. We pass we pass away, and they take our firearms. Yeah. You know, they they made it clear that you can't you can't pass it down. So, um, and you know what, like uh, Rick, like you were going further. We were talking earlier. You're going further into the bill. Like this extends the twelve six, right? Exactly. So you know, so there's a twelve six right there, guys. Safe. It's clear. The, these guns, they were they were. They classified them as 12-6. At least you could take them to the range and shoot them. But this, this bill also includes 12-6s. It, it's hard enough with 12-6s. The, the number of people with a 12-6 status is, is getting smaller and smaller every day. And I think this was their original plan for 12-6s uh, for when, when, they, when they put that classification in. They're just going to get rid of them by attrition. Uh, right. You know, there's some out there. If, if you're lucky enough to have some that are pre-47, you, uh, you, at least you're our near family members can get a 12 seven status and, and keep the guns in the family. But uh, right now, basically what they've done with all handguns in Canada, when this bill comes into force, and there's another thing, you know, it, it, it the bill has been introduced. Uh, there's talk that they're going to do an order in council and, and put sections of the bill in force right away. And that's the part that uh, worries me the most. Uh, they're going to stop sale of these handguns. I know uh, I've been I've been online uh, looking at some stuff and I've been talking to some gun shops. Sales are just a boom and people are <laughs> people are going into gun shops buying. If they if they don't have what they want, they buy something else. It's I've never seen anything like that. People are lined up out, out, outside the uh, outside of gun shops just to get a just to get uh, a, a handgun. I just spoke to Blair from Lever Arms. He couldn't be with us tonight because he's he's working tonight. He's backed up there. He said the portal is extremely slow. Uh, he's in BC. He says when Ontario, when the stores close in Ontario, it'll speed up a bit. But transfers are still going through. So I don't know. I what do you do? Go out and buy more handguns? Uh, I don't know, Jordan. What do you think? Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I was online. I was shopping. There, there's one or there's one or two that uh, you know. If if these are if this is how it's going to be, um, which you know. Of course, we're going to try to challenge everything. But if this is the way it's going to be until the next government, um, and and that's if the next government's willing to to reverse this, uh, there's there's one or two handguns that I'd still like to have in my collection. And I'll tell you what, like I was searching uh, across Canada, and like all I saw was sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. And um, you know it's great, um, and this is a great message for our government that hey, like you know, um, when Justin Trudeau says you know this is what Canadians want from coast to coast to coast, well, why are Canadians from coast to coast to coast buying all the handguns? You know, we we already have what 1.1 million handguns in Canada, and now they're buying more, and we still have till and you know I'm I mean this is from what I understand till about September to to get this done before before the freeze actually takes in place so we've got we've got all well, we're, not, we're not sure about that part are there like i say they could uh, they could implement the, an order in council to, to freeze everything tomorrow they, they we could. don't know that they, and they could you know, but, the liberals um, are unpredictable you know even when they did when they did the 
when they enacted the rest of C-71 uh, Long Gun Registry uh, 2.0, they did it overnight. People, it's CFO, I was speak. I spoke to a CFO this past weekend at Orangeville Gun Show, and he didn't even know that was when, when it when it was enacted. He didn't even know about it till ten o'clock that morning. So, I'm not. Right. I'm. I'm not. I'm not leaving anything to chance with the Liberals. They could do this anytime they want to. No, and Rick, you're 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 right. They they could, but it looks like they're going to do it the proper way, which means it has to sit on the table for I believe thirty days. We're we're go they're going on summer break on June twenty third or twenty fourth, so we'll be somewhat safe if they're doing this the proper way. Of course, we're going to be somewhat safe over the summer, and then when they come back in September, then it sits for the remainder days, and then they can push this uh, revision in. Yeah, right. And the, so, bill is, the bill is so vague. They. Uh, when when the OIC came, people, they, any transfer that was in progress, they allowed to go through. I don't know if this is going to happen with this bill when they, when when it go when it when it go when they put it in place, whether or not active transfers are going to be able to be completed or not. We don't know. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of we don't knows on the, in this bill. Well, I, I would so Rick, I, I would think that the the way this is going to work is because the the CFOs have been instructed that they can no longer issue a certificate. So for, at whatever point the enactment is, twelve o'clock at night, um, because that's usually when they do it for for the start of the next day. Yeah. Um, at that point, a CFO can no longer issue a certificate for for that pistol in that person's name. So it, you know if they can get everything done the night before. You're gonna get it. Um, if it if it comes in a day late, two days late, you're not gonna get it, right? You know, and and that's the thing that's that's gonna leave a lot of stuff in limbo. There's gonna be a lot of I, th I believe there's gonna be a lot of transfers left in limbo when they do that. Hopefully, uh, I don't. Well, I, you know, I, I just it, it, it was like the, it was like the it was like the OIC. There was there was a lot of people that and I, like I've talked to a lot of people that had, you know, uh, AR-15 transfers. They went out and bought just the lower piece so they could have it. They went out and bought just a really cheap AR-15 just so they could have it because they thought they were going to be able to keep it. And, you know, they, they got they got in at the, at the very last second. And the even, the, even, the C, even the CFO said, oh, no, no, you're not going to be – you, you might as well just surrender it or, we're, or do you want to uh, just retract the transfer, uh, which happened to somebody I know that, that they actually told him, you might as well just cancel the transfer. And then afterwards, they got clarification that, yeah, they could have done that transfer, which, you know, it, it's <laughs> everything has been so rushed in this that, you know, things are not getting done properly. The, the, biggest, the biggest part are the unknowns. There is there is a bunch of uncertainties. And well, there's and no that, clarification. That's the, that's the thing. Nobody in the industry knew until until almost minutes before the presentation. Right of the of C twenty one, what was going down? There was little snippets in the news, like if you read between the lines, when you know, like National Post and all those places said, "Hey, they're looking at maybe a freeze." You know, like if you picked up on it, then you saw, okay, there's something really coming down the pipeline. Of course, they know. Are they going to release something to us? No, of course not. Why? They don't like us. You know, they don't like people with firearms. They've made that perfectly clear. You know, just, Justin Trudeau says, uh, comes out and says, you know, that we're, we're throwing around misinformation and he's not going after law-abiding firearms. Rick, who's he going after in this bill? He's definitely going after us, just like <laughs> just like all his other legislation. He, he comes after us. We're his uh, we're his uh, scapegoat. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> said it right there. I mean, yeah. like like in this in this bill, where 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 does it target the criminal? They did mention something about uh, 
Yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of wiretapping or something. That's vague too. But yeah. the, the, the the most of the money and uh, most of the money, but most of the points of this this uh, bill are geared directly at Canadian firearms owners. And it's not just the it's just not us firearms owners. It's Canadian business. It's Canadian retailers, Canadian wholesalers, Canadian manufacturers. There's there's a, there's several firearms manufacturers, and not several. There's a few manufacturers in Canada. There's uh, ammunition manufacturers, which is going to affect. It, it trickles down. It trickles down the stream a long way. It just doesn't affect firearms, you know, ammunition, accessories for these firearms. It, the list is endless. Absolutely. Um, you know, how many how many jobs are going to be at risk over this? You know, like there's a lot of stores out there where handguns are a majority of their business. Right. They employ five or six people. Like if they, if they lose half their business to almost all their business, how can they keep those people employed? What about the importers bringing these bringing these firearms in? You know, like there's there's so much to this, you know, and we're just coming out of a, a, a pandemic and, you know, we're talking about rebuilding Canada and, and how they're so happy that they've got all these jobs back. And then here they're killing a complete industry, yeah. you know. Exactly. They have no idea how many parts of the industry they're killing. And uh, and, he, and Trudeau's makes the bold statement that this isn't going to affect law abiding gun owners at all. It, all it does is I'd like to say them. something right now, but <laughs> all, all it does is affect them. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. and, and it's, it's already proven criminals don't follow the law. Criminals, you know, what, they're they're laughing right now because it, this doesn't affect them. Like they they don't care. You know, where every every firearms owners running around Canada trying to find their last gun that they're they're gonna they're gonna have. You know, so they can use. Now, then there's other questions too, Rick. What what, what about if your gun breaks? You know, or it needs maintenance. Like you know, like these guns, they do have wearable parts, right? Does that Absolutely. mean that does Does that mean like if my barrel wears out, am I going to be able to get a new barrel for it? That's a good question. The question is, uh, are you going to be able to take it to a gunsmith because you're no longer going to be in possession of that firearm? Are you going to be able to take it to a gunsmith and get it fixed? That's a bigger, another big. Well, no, 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 no. You're still you're still in possession well, of the firearm. You you still have the certificate, but yeah. you're, you're going to have to get that ATT. Are they going to issue ATTs to go That's to the gunsmith? My, that was that was my point. Yeah, are they going to issue you know, an ATT I, to get it, to move I, a handgun to a gunsmith to leave it there for a few? days? We don't know any of this stuff. It's, no, it's, no. It, there's but, nothing I mean, cut and dried in this bill. No, yeah. no, and and that's where that's where it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe do I buy two of the same guns in case I you know, I have spare parts? <laughs> yeah. it, it's you know there's there's a lot of stuff in there that that just doesn't make sense. What about uh, law enforcement uh, that you know train off time uh, are and they don't have a pistol of their own? Can are they going to be exempt from this or or are they are they basically not going to be able to train? What what about uh, this whole thing in the in the in the C twenty one? The elite shooters. What, what's an elite shooter? Like it says, you have to be recognized uh, Olympic shooter. Um, you know, yeah. what? How, how is that going to affect them? What's what makes them an elite shooter? Not you and I. Is there a set of standards? Is there? A, is there? A, is there a qualification? What? What are they going to? What are they going to use for that? Well, when I, when I when I go to the range, <laughs> I strut I strut my stuff like I'm elite shooter. But yeah, you know, I, I'm happy half the time if I if I get in in the eight or the seven on the on the target, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we're all elite shooters in our day, but those days are done. At least in my case, they are. <laughs> I, still like, I still like to send rounds down the range regularly. I just don't get to do it enough like I used to. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of questions to this bill that uh, makes me wonder. What about the what about the borrowing borrowing clause? You know, like have they thought of that? So you know, like I we're not tra- we're not transferring. We're not we're not 
we're not transferring, we're not selling, we're not giving to it. But, but can I still can I still call the CFO and get? Well, I, I wonder if they're to, I wonder if they're following the same standards as uh, as C seventy one. Your borrowing is still permitted, but right this this handgun thing it's worded completely different. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea how anything's going to happen. We're lost in this. I know one thing though. We're not going to stand for this. We're gonna we're gonna fight this tooth and nail. Uh, we're gonna do whatever it takes to. Uh, we're going to do whatever it takes to to fight this. There's uh we're we're looking at some options right now. Uh, yeah. We just have to. We're just kind of waiting to see how it unfolds before we make some moves. But this is this is yeah, like I say, this is one of the worst attacks in Canada's history for our rights and freedoms. And, and it's like they were so close too. I mean that that other part of C seventy one just got enacted uh, with the with the long long gun registry two point I mean Rick, what were you here about two weeks ago talking about yeah. that? Yeah. You know, and, and and you know, so everybody's still trying to scramble to figure that one out. You know, like people are doing transfers when you you don't need to do transfers because we didn't have clarification on borrowing. Um, it, it, it's it's the the portal's been a mess. Um, I'm getting reports from people saying, "Hey, like I'm I'm trying to sell a gun personally, and and I can't I can't get logged in." I mean, and Rick, like we were talking earlier this week, and you were saying that you were at the at the gun show uh, was in Orangeville. Orangeville, yep. Yeah, Orangeville, and and you were you were walking around, and and every every gun owner there was getting kind of ticked off because you know they couldn't they couldn't log on. How many people well, lost what, sales what that day? What happened was, you know, the gun show started at uh, at eight in the morning. And their portal was inactive till about 10, 30 or 11. So there's all kinds of guns deals that were being made, but they couldn't follow through on them because the portal wasn't working. There was a CFO there. There was a guy there from the CFO office and I spoke to him about it. The Ontario CFO knows less of what's going on than we do. This fella didn't have a clue what was going on, why the portal was down. He told me, well, part of the problem is in Ontario, they're down eight uh, eight staff right now. And I said to him, well, why don't you hire eight staff to get this going? He said, well, we don't have the budget for it. I think I think it's all a ploy just to slow things down to piss people off. I really do. Absolutely. I a, no, absolutely. I, I bought a gun. I bought a gun when I was in Vancouver, probably close, what, three weeks to a month ago. I just got the transfer. I actually bought two prohibs while I was out there. I just got the transfer for one yesterday, and I still haven't got the other one. Uh, it's nothing short of ludicrous. Any other province, it's two or three days. Ontario, Ontario seems to be the worst for some reason. But I think I, I, uh, I, I believe think the way Quebec's things are now, I think all the provinces. Yeah, I, th- I think I think right now, I think all the provinces are going to slow down with this stuff. I could, I can't imagine the the backlog in transfers after the last couple of days after they they announced this. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting too because I mean, when the transfer goes in, there's a timestamp, right? So, are they going to honor that timestamp? Like, if we if we get down to the nitty gritty where they say, okay, it's now been enacted, the OIC has dropped, um, but you have a timestamp from a week prior, are they going to say, nope, too bad, you lose out, right? And then now you're looking at, uh, okay, you got to contact the store. Hey, transfer didn't go through. They've got to refund you the money. Now the store's out the money. Right. And, and, and <laughs> you know, like, you know, in that, in our, in our pre-Mac versus Canada case, that's one of the, that's one of the, that's one of the points. The Cassie pre-Mac got hung with a bunch of guns that she can't sell. So it, I'm sure there's, there's going to be guns left over when this comes into effect. So basically all these stone owner, store owners, all these gun shops across Canada are going to be hung with these guns. They're going to be hung with this inventory. What do you do with it? What did it, what did it, what do you do with the inventory they have now with the, with the order in council? 
it, the, the, the ramifications for this for for the OIC and this bill are just they're they're endless. That not whoever whoever drew these thought taught, thought these things up didn't think didn't think very well because the ramifications are going in all different directions about this stuff. Well, you know what, actually, I'm, Rick, I'm gonna I'm gonna say though, with, with at least with this one, I don't think the stores are gonna get hung with the handguns because they're getting be sold, sold everywhere. Out. You know, like I mean, you know, unless they unless they get a new shipment in, you know, late late summer. But like it, this, I'm I'm really happy to see this. This is this is a protest in its own. We're we're whereas the firearms community are protesting back, showing showing this government. It's not what Canadians want from coast to coast to coast. What I what I found what I found uh, interesting also was when they introduced this bill. Uh, bill Blair made a a guest appearance out of the blue. Right, right. I so yeah, I, I mean, what, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. You know what the first thing I thought of was like you know the three of them are on stage there, the three Stooges. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Marco Trudeau and and Blair, right? Curry, um, and yeah, he Larry put and he Bull. put he put his thing in there. He was happy. Basically, you know, this is everything that he wanted to accomplish. He just couldn't uh, he just couldn't do it. Uh, you know, at the at the end, it was just a, a terrible performance for him. So they they put Marco in there, who is fresh. He doesn't know any better, and uh, he's just toting the line. Um, you know, I remember, I, I remember, uh, Marco did, a. it was, a, it was on PBS. I think it was, uh, where he went with Glenn Motts. Like he wouldn't even touch the gun. He was, he stood in the back and, and he just, you know, like that's ignorant. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you get up there and try it before you're going to start banning and you're going to start having an opinion on him? And, you know, and great for, great for, uh, you know, Glenn to take him out to the range and show him. But it, like, I mean, these people, there's. There's no change in their mind. They're, they're set. And they're that's set. part of the problem right there. What they've been programmed to believe in the uh, the dreaded the dreaded gun, if you touch it, you know, things bad things are going to happen. So they won't even touch them. It, it, it just baffles my mind. It really does. You know, right. come out to the, you know, we're, if any of these guys want to come out to the range, we'll take you out to the range. We'll show you how to safely operate that firearm. And you know what? You might they might even have some fun doing it, but they'll never do that. They won't do that. Well, you know, you know what would be a good time? Come out this June fourth. We're we're doing a big big range day at uh, the Silverdale Gun Club in Ontario. You know, uh, yeah. the event's called the event's called called, uh, called Top Gun. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have what's still legal on on the firing line. You know, let's let's have an honest conversation, have a coffee, and shoot some guns. Exactly. We're going to have just about one of everything out there. So, uh, what's legal? Hey, you know what? That, that it's it's going to be a great time, everybody. If you if you can come out, definitely come out. Even if uh, if you want to shoot some weird stuff like these, we're going to have a bunch of prohibs there and stuff like that. Stuff that people haven't had a chance to uh, fire and stuff. We'll uh, we'll have that stuff there, but. Uh, you know, it's good. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, a real good day for non firearm people to come out and try some stuff. So if you've got friends that aren't firearms people, it, bring them out, bring them out to the range. It's the best way to win, win our causes. If we get new shooters out to the range. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love, do, I love doing new shooter days. You know, you bring somebody to the range and I've, I've brought many people to the range with me and some were 
on the really hesitant side that they, you know, they watch the Hollywood movies and they, and they see all this action going on and, and they were, I'm not going to say scared, but they were very hesitant and you get them out there, you work them in slowly. You don't give them the biggest caliber right off the hop. No. You give them a, you give them a 22, they shoot it a couple of times. You work up to a nine, you work up to a 45 by, by the time you're done, they're looking, they're going, Hey, I'd like to shoot that 454 or the, you know, yeah. the 50, yeah. the 50, uh, desert yeah. Eagle. Right. Yeah. Um, and they leave with a smile. Do they go get their license? Some do, some don't. But at least they they have a better understanding of our sport, our hobby, and and for a lot of us, our passion, right? So uh, June fourth is, is going to be great. That way, we we've advertised it uh, where we want the public to come out. You know, no license required. We of course we're going to have lots of safety officers walking around. Um, you know, in Canada, there's that one-to-one rule. So, you know, there will be a licensed firearms owner shooting beside you. So it's, it's not like we're going to hand somebody without a license, yeah. a gun. We do things right. We want, we promote safety and, um, it, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's coming up this Saturday, which it's, it seems like it's coming up really quick. Um, the unfortunate thing was, you know, we've done these in the past by different names and Jordan always had some fifties there and the lineup for the fifties was around the corner. Unfortunately, those are safe Queens now. So, <laughs> but we, we've, we've got some other pretty interesting <laughs> stuff out there. We've got some, uh, we've got some other stuff out there that uh, that'll be fun to shoot. We've got Tavors, we've got some 300 wind Magnum, uh, long range rifles. We've got prohibs, uh, all kinds of shotguns, Benelli M4s. If you guys, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys always talking about the Benelli M4s. I'm going to have mine there for people to shoot. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to have a, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I just actually looked at the weather forecast and I'm, I'm not going to try to jinx myself, but it's looking pretty good too. Great. You just did it for us. No. Yeah, so, know, so there, there was a, there was a comment, there was a comment there that, you know, handguns just became worthless in Canada you know, the value, because we can't do anything with them. Yes. And no, is, is it really, is it really worth, is it really worthless? Like, I mean, if you enjoy your sport, is that like, can you put a price on that? Uh, Also, you got to keep in mind that, you know, this, this government could potentially be here till 2025. Um, Maybe not. You never know. It, uh, Jagmeet and and Trudeau could uh, go their separate ways any day now. And, uh, and things can change. Legislation can change. We can, we can get this repealed. You know, it, it's, this is not set in stone for the rest of time in Canada. Things change. There's other countries that have opened up firearms in the, in the past decade. You know, then there's some countries that haven't. Then there's some countries that have been arming their civilians to fight against soldiers which our government supported. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like uh, here we're disarming our country, you know, and not, not really disarming, but we're, we're really taking it to our country with firearms and we're going to ship a whole bunch of these as they call them military style assault weapons over to another country, to a whole bunch of civilians that have absolutely no training, no idea what they're doing. And here you go. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, it seems, it seems ridiculous to me. It's it's funny. I've been uh, Jordan and I've both been getting calls and emails steady for the last couple of days, and people are fed up. People are people are saying, you know, the NFA doesn't condone this, but people are saying, I'm not gonna, I'm not giving anything up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, you know, right now they're they're not seizing handguns, or there's you know, but who knows down the road. But if it comes down to that, there's people out out there that uh, are just fed up, and they're not gonna do it. 
You know, I've been no, hearing a lot absolutely. of that. I don't know if you you have Jordan, but I've definitely been hearing a lot of that. No, and, and you know what? Like the nice thing is, we do have that amnesty until October of 2023. Like we we can say anything we want right now. Um, come October, that's when it's make it or break it. You're going to have to make your your choice. Yeah. Uh, I I don't advocate for anybody to break the law. I I I'm straight out say to them, I'm not advocating. You have to make the choice. I might tell them what I plan on doing, but the choice at the end is theirs. You know, at, at best, consult a lawyer. See what you're up against. Exactly. You know, um, you know and and they're and they're and they're they're the what they they were talking about uh, fast tracking that too. Start start uh, allegedly buying back these uh, OIC. Well, they're, they're, they're still they're still working on the con. Yeah, they're still working on consultation, right? Yeah. They're, they're they're trying to talk with the industry, and I, I really hope our industry kind of shuns them out because this this is what the government's been doing to us. They've been, you know, all they're doing is hammering us, and then they're like, "Hey, so let, work with us to help us get your stuff, right?" Um, I, I kind of hope that that maybe our industry says enough's enough, right? Uh, they, they need to they need to come up with a price, fair market value, which I, I mean I'm pretty sure, uh, and this is my guess, that it's going to be pennies on 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 the dollar. Like I don't think we're going to get anywhere close to what we paid for it. On top of that, you know, all your accessories, Rick, like you said earlier, all our accessories, they're not going to they're not buying those back. Uh, there's there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of people out a lot of money on this, and for what for public safety. I, I still, I still don't see the public safety part part of this. You know, even the government said we trust law-abiding firearms owners, but we're taking your stuff because we don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> it just, you know, yeah. it, it it's it's the classic liberal ploy when when the heat's on them about something else, and or they don't have anything else, they come after us. It happens to us all the time. You know, Jordan, it, this this stuff goes on. It's been going on for years. Uh, when there's heat on them. Uh, you know, let's let's take it to the firearms owners. When uh, when there's a scandal, let's 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 take it to the firearms owners. Let let's get people's minds off what's really going on. It's so, so Rick, crazy. Rick, any 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 guesses on why they pulled the trigger on this one? <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's been a couple of tragedies, and uh, the liberals never let let a tragedy go to waste ever. Well, yeah, that that was the, that yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But I mean, what like. Yeah, that was the opportunity right there, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I don't want to I don't want to get into what happened, no. and because it, it happened in another country, we're exactly. we're in Canada. We should we should t- talk about Canada and Canada points, not not what's happening in another country. Exactly. We shouldn't but use arguments we, we from another country. Talking points, we don't, but they use yeah because because they because they wouldn't have any argument if they if they left an, every other country out of the argument, they would they would not have a reason to take our firearms. We don't have what what's going on in other countries happening in Canada. So, I mean, it's, you, know, it, you know, it's funny too, though, Jordan, you mentioned that. And, you know, the, the OIC that basically used uh, the Nova Scotia shooter to implement that one. And that was their excuse at that time. It's funny. And I could be wrong. I, and I listened to the whole, uh, the whole introduction of the bill, but I didn't hear that event mentioned at all. They were talking about stuff that's going on around the world. But they never ever mentioned, and they were talking about stuff that happened thirty and forty years ago in Canada. And, but they never ever mentioned that event out there. So it makes you wonder. Makes you wonder how things really are. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Well, what do you think, you know, Jordan? Mini Mini Ruger fourteen, so dangerous. It took us yeah. thirty years to ban it. Yeah. And, yeah. and common and, sense. Like, and, and, that's know. right. Yeah, it's so dangerous. And the fact, if the facts were to be known that the guy that did that shooting, I, I know everybody knows his name, and I know his name, but I'm not going to mention his name. That gun, he tried to make that gun shoot select fire full auto and basically messed it up. So he had to basically 
uh, rack the charging handle back every time to fire every round. So, you know, they're, they're talking about these old, these scary semi-automatics and stuff. Uh, he made a single it, action. Yeah, yeah. He had a, <laughs> he had a, he had a single shot. Right. It's, 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 no. You know, but that stuff never comes out in the media, of course not, because that would that, that would throw uh, that would throw a curve in their narrative. Thirty plus years now we yep. ban it, but yep. and and it's not even that you can still keep it for another. What's it, what's it going to be? Four years by the time you absolutely have to surrender it. So if it was if it was absolutely dangerous, why not take it right away? It, like this, this is what I'm getting at. Like, like you don't have to be a rocket scientist to under to see through the crap that these people are slinging, right? No, no, it's <laughs> uh, it, it you know it makes our job harder every day. Jordan and I, we uh, it makes our job harder, but you know what? It also makes us dig in harder to get into the fight because I will not stand for this. I know my, our people on the NFA will not stand for this. We're going to do whatever it takes. To, uh, to uh, turn this around and make it go away. I, I, I don't know where we're at with that right now. You know, we like I say, it's kind of a fluid situation. It's unfolding right now. But we do have, we do have, we do definitely have uh, a war room set up and, and figure, we're trying to figure out how we're going to handle this. Yeah, we're, we're, anal- we're basically analyzing it, trying to figure out if there's an action that we can take. Yeah, you know? because if there um, is, believe me, we're going to take it ASAP, you know. Anyway, back to uh, back to our, uh, you know we're ju- kind of jumping around tonight, but that's kind of what we do live and unscripted. Uh, back to uh, Silverdale, uh, there's going to be uh, there's also uh, there's going to uh, we didn't mention there's going to be some vendors there. There's going to be some other uh, side events going on. There's going to be uh, some gun giveaways. Uh, NFA is giving away what are we giving away? One gun or two, Jordan? Uh, I think we're giving away one. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's your call, Rick. So how saucy are you? Yeah, doing? Are, yeah. we, are we going to give away one or two? Well, you know what? <laughs> if there's a lot of people, we'll give away two. If there's not, right. we won't. But I, that's you know what? Everybody come out. So maybe we'll give away two guns. Uh, I, I Lance is giving away a firearm, I believe. Yeah, they're they're giving away uh, a cross three hundred eight, I believe. Yeah. Uh, silver. silver uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about the handgun. Um, the uh, Silverdale is giving away. Uh, five memberships the guys don't quote me on that number they're giving away a couple hunting courses i believe and uh, a couple uh rpal courses yeah right um so i mean that that you know that's uh that's great uh especially a membership yeah joan Um, joan up joan at silverdale has got a pretty good setup she's got parking lot set up outside the perimeter with uh, golf carts for people to ride in so nobody has to walk it's going to be it's going to be a fun day. We we've, we've been planning well we've we've been planning this for basically for 2 years. It kind of went sideways on us when the when the covid hit. But finally we can uh, we can go with it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, I got to say we we really uh we really have to thank Joan for for allowing for her opening up her range and allowing us to do this and inviting the, you know the non-firearms community out as well. Um, it's free entry to get in, which is, which is, it's great. Thank you so much, Joan, for, for allowing us to do this, uh, and, and helping the cause. Um, you know, thank you to, thank you to Sarah at lands there for, for donating the firearm and, uh, you know, how, being on the line there, she's going to have a lot of firearms as well for us to shoot. Um, Canadian gun vault is, is going to be there. Uh, they've been, they've been advertising on their social media like crazy. They're going to have a bunch of prohibs as well. Uh, a lot of pistols. 
uh, Glock is going to be there. Um, so they're, they're going to have uh, demo models uh, for you to try, you know, and it's a good time. If you, if you're absolutely not sure which, which Glock you want, come out and try it and hope you can find one in Canada somewhere right now with the, with the situation we're in. Um, you know, NFA, we're I'm going to have a, a bunch of guns out. Rick's bringing a bunch of guns. Uh, you know, uh, Tactical Imports has has sent us a, a whole bunch of guns to have on the line. So it, it's uh, it, it, it's really going to be a great day. You know, come out, chat with us. Let's shoot some guns. And, and, and uh, we, we've got some of our people from out west coming out. Dwayne Gorniak, our Alberta director, will be there. Ginger, our office manager, is going to be there. We're going to have all the NFA swag there. If guys, if you want to pick up some uh, no compromise t-shirts or Tactamoose t-shirts, we're going to have them there. It's gonna, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy because I'm like I'm walking, I'm walking around my area, and I'm actually seeing the Tactamoose. Like I, I was down, I was down in uh, Niagara Falls. I was riding around on my motorcycle, and it just the the, the Tactamoose pops out, and I'm looking. I go, yeah, you know, I'm giving the thumbs up. Like people are, like people really like that Tactamoose shirt. You know, I actually saw a lot of people wearing uh, the Tactamoose shirt at the Orangeville Gun Show. It was quite, uh, it was quite uh, nice to see that uh, they're wearing, they're wearing our swag. It, it, right. That Tactamoose, uh, that was one partly Jordan's brainchild. That thing, uh, Jordan and our, and our, our designer Nathan uh, Nathaniel, that uh, that was their design. And man, that thing took off, and it's still taking off. Right? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> and and you know what? We we have to start being a little bit more louder as the firearms community and like start, start wearing shirts. Don't, don't let them push us into the corner with this. Right. Like, you know, like everybody is so worried that, Hey, you know, and well, that's another thing too. We, we should probably talk about tonight, Rick is the, the red flag law laws right? yeah. and the yellow flag laws, but like we should still be proud of, of our sport. You know, yeah. like just, just before we get into that though, uh, Jerome Morgan has got a question. Hello, Jordan. I would like to know, if it's uh, bring your own gun like last year, no, uh, Jerome, it's not bring your own gun. Uh, the firearms, the way this is working like the past uh, shows we had before bring your own gun. You basically come to Silverdale, the firearms are there. You buy the ammunition of the firearm you want to shoot. If you want to shoot a, a 44 Magnum snubby, you buy five rounds of 44 Magnum or 10 or whatever you want to buy. Uh, you bring the ticket to the line. We take you to the line. We uh, load the firearm for you. We hand you the firearm. We we're, we stand by you. You fire your rounds off. And uh, then we try to get the big smile off your face. And uh, you go back and buy more rounds. That's the way it's going to work this time. Yeah, so we, we have the ammo. Uh, we have the guns. Uh, be, be, and we, we decided to do it this way because there's going to be a lot of non-licensed firearms owners it's just easier to control for from a safety aspect so all the all the guns will be on the line we'll be we'll be in control of that we didn't want to have a whole bunch of people walking around with firearms um it, it, we just we figured it would be better this way um but yeah it's it's kind of like the byog event we're all going to be there come talk with us hang out um let's have a coffee let's let's shoot some guns right yeah, exactly, Jordan. You know, come talk to Jordan and I. Come talk to our other directors. Uh, our lobbyist Charles Zach is going to be there. Uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, some of our field officers. Our regional coordinator Tom Maven's going to be there. Come out and meet us. We're normal, everyday people, just like everybody else. We've got regular jobs, and uh, we do this because we're passionate about firearms and firearms rights. We're not. Uh, we're not in this for. Def we're definitely not in it for the money because we're all volunteers. But we're in this because we want to keep our firearms. And the big thing is, we want the next generations to be able to have the firearms that we have. We we need to. Uh, 
we need to think about that too. It's, it's just not about us. It's about the generations, uh, generations to come where we have to make sure that these firearms are still out there and that people can enjoy the rights and freedoms we did. Right. Um, okay. So <laughs> like, like again, un, un, unscripted live unscripted, let's go back. We, we should probably talk about the red flag laws. And yeah. The flag that's laws. Uh, that's another, that's another part of this legislation. That's uh you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to accidentally uh, yell at your wife over the, over the pool fence because the police will be there to seize your guns. Well, you know? it, 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 what troubles me too is, you know, um, you have an argument with your best friend, your best friend's vindictive. He wants to get back at you. He makes a phone call. You're going down a road that you don't want to be going down. If you get this red flag, you know, they're coming in, they're taking your guns uh if you read the whole the whole outline it, it's not going to be a fun process it's there's a new word in there too jordan isn't there a yellow flag and yellow yellow flag so red flag is anybody uh can you know ask a judge or or they basically call you in the the rat line or whatever and they just they don't have to worry about a, a warrant they just go in they take your stuff and and then you're in a world of uh costing a lot of money and and uh, legal costs right yellow yellow flag is designed for the cfos so if uh, if a cfo has a suspicion they can suspend your license um i i didn't really read too much into it but i think it's the same as c71 where you go to do a transfer and it's on suspension and you're not allowed to do the transfer uh they they most likely you're going to get a phone call you're going to have to explain yourself what's going on you know maybe somebody made a post on facebook that was interpreted wrong and you know they they called up and said hey you might want to look into this person because you know they are monitoring us now on social media and you're just going to have to explain yourself and then if you satisfy them they're going to say okay no problem they reinstate you and away you go um i'm not too troubled by well i i mean it's still an inconvenience it's an inconvenience but i mean yellow flag is an inconvenience and i don't think we need it the red flag is what's really troubling me because there's a lot of questions where you know they automatically uh nullify your certificate well if you got a bunch of pistols does that mean they're taking them you know i i I don't know it's it's there's there's a lot of questions we have to ask you know basically they're down to the point now where they know that you have restricted firearms they don't know well they're they allegedly don't know that uh, you don't you don't have that you have long guns but you know every everybody knows that that registry didn't didn't go away just you know it's it's kind of obsolete because i'm sure a lot of those firearms changed hands between now and then but you know just the suspicion there's just a suspicion that you have a long gun in the house with a red flag law basically gives them the right to come into your house and uh, and take your firearms you know, look through your closet and find your grandpa's old cooey shotgun in the corner. It, it, it's nothing short of ridiculous. It really, really is. <laughs> you know, there, there's a there's a lot in, there's a lot in this bill. Um, you know, and and the the governments are happy. You know, like in f- over forty years, this is the best uh, uh, basically attack against firearms owners that we've done, right? Um, and and they're smiling, they were clapping, they're all cheering on the uh, during the presentation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm just going to read the bill. I don't want to watch it because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get upset over this, right? Yeah. And then I found myself sitting in front of the in front of the the you know the TV the uh, the internet channel there CPAC and and I'm watching it and you know it, it, Trudeau gets up there and he said you know he does it exactly like how he did the OIC. 
you know, he talks in that tone and we're, it's no longer able to sell transfer, you know, and, and I'm thinking, and it just brought back memories of May 1st when, you know, I punished myself and I watched that one as well. Yeah. You know, Bill Blair, um, Bill, Bill, Bill Blair steps up there and uh, says, I, I, all firearms owners in Canada are in favor of this legislation. He makes that bold statement. All law abiding <laughs> firearms owners in Canada are in favor of this legislation. Him you, and want his, call uh, you want to call bullshit on that or should I? Yeah, well, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we're, we're in favor of this. Who's in favor? I mean, you know, yeah. anybody watching this, uh, give, give me a thumbs up if you're in favor of this. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yeah. and they say, I can neither confirm or deny, but I'm thinking there's probably one or two cocktails too many involved, but you know, that's just my thoughts, just my own opinion. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's just language that they use, and they yeah. they try to. It, it's really misleading to, to Canadians. There's a lot of there are a lot of Canadians out there that have no idea um, uh, what we have to go through, what we're doing, and when they find out, um, you know, I, I'll I'll give you this. You know, I, I was at a lunch today with with a whole bunch of people, and and none of them are firearms owners, and they started talking about the last two things that happened in the States, I kept very quiet and I just listened. And, uh, and they were talking about, uh, you know, what happened just last Monday. And um, I was, I was shocked and, and I was actually smiling at the end because they were not in favor. And these are not firearms owners. They were not in favor of this. And they said, Canada has very strict laws. A lot of them actually went online and did the research for themselves and saw what we have to go through. And they said, what they're doing, and this is all their words, what they're doing is just punishing law-abiding citizens, and this will do absolutely nothing to curb the problem. And, uh, you know, and I, I kept quiet the whole time and just kind of smiled and said, you know, I, I think people are starting to wake up to, to the, you know, what the, what the liberal government's slinging. And, and that's good. I think that's good. But it's a little too late. Um, hopefully, uh, we can challenge this. Hopefully, uh, you know, the opposition party in the House is going to really kick back on this. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, they're, they're greatly outnumbered. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. You know, and, and the thing is, there's a lot of liberal firearms owners out there also. And with the OIC, I noticed uh, a lot of people weren't that concerned about it because it, it mentioned uh, a lot of black, scary-looking guns. But now, a, a lot of these people that have their uh, Smith & Wesson or high-standard Target 22 pistols and stuff are beginning to think also. And it's always been a struggle for us to reach everybody in the in, you know Canadian firearms owners. It's always been a struggle, but... I, it's, I, I'm hoping that it gets a little better because more people are affected by this. And like Jordan said, people that aren't gun owners are talking about this also. I had, I had a, a lady come into my place of business the other day, and uh, she's not a firearms owner. She's a little bit of a political activist, but she's not a firearms owner, and she was talking about her personal property. She said to me, she said, and she made a really good point. She says, are they going to ban my hair dryer because it looks like it kind of looks like a firearm? I said, that's a good question. I think maybe hair dryers are next. I don't know. You know, the <laughs> possibilities are endless. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, true story. Wow. You know, you know, um, yeah, and well, the thing is, they they also added the uh, like air guns to this, right? Replica, yeah. replica Replicas. guns. Uh, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it seems like they, you know, like what's next? Really, what what is next? Um, and that's why I say to like, I, like I'll go out, uh, trap shooting and skeet shooting. And, you know, the, 
that community in its own is like, you know what, we're, we're kind of safe. Uh, for how long, guys? For how long? Right. You know, you might want to help out the guys with the pistols and the guys with the black gun, the black guns, uh, you know, these um, rifles that have put on the OIC, because eventually down the line, you're going to need their help when when the government comes after shotguns next or they come after over unders. Right. That's another point we should probably make, Jordan. We've been hearing some rumblings that there's a bunch of other firearms being added to the OIC list. Uh, You had some. We, we actually discussed that today, you and I, about some of the firearms that uh, have the potential of getting on the list right. in the next But let, let's, let's not name anything just in yeah. case they missed it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and, you know, yeah. They, and that's exactly why I didn't. But, uh, yeah, everybody, the, they're definitely talking about adding some more stuff on it. Everybody knows what we're talking about anyway. Yeah. So I, I I'm pretty sure you know they they've they've nailed they've nailed a, a good majority of them. Uh, I've seen some posters floating around the internet from some of the uh, not gun liking people. Uh, I I I have a feeling that uh, you know they're they're going to nail basically the rest of my collection. Uh, and a lot of people out there are probably thinking the same thing. So you know get get ready. It's going to be interesting. Um, how much money this government has, I don't know. I guess they're just going to have to print more to uh, to pay us all back, right? Or they're or they're just not going to give us any money. I mean, at the end well, of the day... I, I believe they're not <laughs> going to give us any money. We mentioned earlier, it's going to be cents on the dollar. So your $2,500 AR-15, maybe you're going to get 50 60 100 bucks for it, 200 maybe. It's going to be a mm-hmm. big financial burden to a lot of people that worked hard for those firearms and paid the taxes on them and bought them so they, they could have them. And now they're, they're good. They... they 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 want them to give them up. They want the government wants you to give them up. Well, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, uh, Jeremy right. mentioned down there. The next thing is a sniper rifle scopes. Well, you know what? Even even the word sniper rifle sniper is usually the guy behind the rifle. And uh, you're right. Uh, if it looks scary, they'll ban it. Just look at Krista Freeland. She made the statement in public. We banned a lot of these guns because they look scary. You know what kind of statement is that from our government? It yeah. shows you the kind of people we're dealing with. Well, and this, this is a government. This is a government that says they follow the science. D- did they really follow the science on this? Because the science says the science says that the guns that are used in these crimes, the handguns, are smuggled in from the U.S. So where is the science on this one? You know. Well, even their data is all fabricated data. You know, we've got some. We've got some people out there with actual data. Cal Langman for is is a really good example. Gary Mauser, they don't look at that data. They're not interested. They're not interested in those guys that actually sat down and, and figured this stuff out. They concoct this data. You know, if there's if there's a little peak in one month of of gun crime, they take that and they spread it across the whole year. We've seen that on several occasions where they've done that. You know, they take a bad part of a year where the gun crime peaked in February and March, and next thing you know, every year they 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 attribute that that data to every year. It's just the way the liberals work. It's it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. All right, Rick. We've uh, we've been here for about fifty minutes. Um, I think we we covered a lot. I'm sure we didn't cover everything. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of hoping. I mean, and Blair's extremely busy. Uh, I'd love to get uh, you know his thoughts on this as. Um, he works right in the store. He's he's right in there. He's you know been through pretty much all the legislation, and it was actually funny because the second this happened, uh, I called him and he he picked up laughing and he said, 
don't worry, Jordan, we'll get through this. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> you know, yeah. He knew he, he yeah. already knew because he said, you know, don't worry, settle down. We'll, we'll work this out. Right. Um, so maybe, maybe we'll come back. Uh, we'll come back and do a part two of uh, C21. Maybe uh, when things cool down in the, in the stores, which, I mean, the only way they're going to cool down is when the guns are fully sold out and they can't. I really, I really can't guns. see that happening <laughs> in the near future, Jordan. Right. No, no. But I mean, eventually, they, you know, we're just we're waiting for the next shipment of handguns. So maybe Blair will have a break and he can come in here. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get Charles to come in here and, and give us some uh, some Ottawa talk and and let us know what's yeah, uh, yeah. You know, what's it, what the rum what the rumblings are. I just, I just sitting here laughing to myself because it goes back to the old adage: Justin Trudeau, you know, back in the day, Bill Blair, now Marco, best sales, the gun salesman of the year, definitely. Again, yeah. for the second or yeah. third time, gun salesman of the year. Yeah, this this year it goes to uh, it goes to Marco. Like last it does, year, it was, yeah. Marco, it was Bill Marco, and... get, Marco gets the prize this year, <laughs> right? Maybe maybe we'll have a have a cartoon come out about that. Yeah, yeah but right. you know, it just I don't know. It just it's it's mind boggling. Uh, Jordan, and I you, you, people got to understand we're tired. Jordan and I have been basically up for three days straight uh, with this stuff going on. I think I'm running about four hours. I think you're running on what two, Jordan. So it's injured. been it's been nuts it's it's been nuts yeah. and you know i've been i uh and if if you sent me an email and i haven't got to a lot of them yet um i've got people calling me i've got people texting me and uh i'm i i, I want to reply to everybody i mean that, that's that's what we try myself and rick we talk about this all the time we we reply we even call each other up hey i'm, I'm a little stuck on this what, do you, what what's your thoughts on this yeah. and yeah. you know we help each other out right that's what we do yeah. and uh, um I, I, i'm the same way you know guys i will get to your calls and emails but i'm just flooded right now i i've got like 1300 in my email box right now and my and, uh, and i have no idea how many voicemails i have on my phone but i think it's probably getting full I will get back to everybody. We we make a point of getting back to everybody. Uh, we even get back to the trolls. You know, we will we'll give we'll you know we'll give them some input also. Uh, so, Rick, you know what? I I love talking to them though. Me too. Let's try let's, let's try to change some minds, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and you know you know when they go silent and then they they tell you off and they hang up you know you've won your argument and yeah. they really you know you've you've cha- you've really got them thinking right yeah. that's a start that's a start at least it, you know that's it's pretty exactly. easy to talk to them you just stick to the facts and the way things are and then they they lose their they lose their whole argument before they even get going <laughs> right but, so yeah let's um let's uh let's let's maybe uh try to try to uh try to finish off this uh, in a week or two. We'll come back with some other points. Maybe there'll be some other information coming out. Who knows? They might switch some things around. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll have a little bit more information on uh, from our legal team, if we can actually you know do something with yeah. this. Right. So and, um, uh, of course, as always the NFA, if you can, you know, if you can help us out, please help us out. Uh, this stuff is, uh, is not cheap. The stuff we're doing and, uh, like I say, uh, if you if you can, if you got something to share, please help us out. We would sure appreciate it. Absolutely, and you know what? Like, just go visit our website nfa.ca. Um, become a member. You know, um, our the more voices we have uh, standing, the more membership we have, the greater the voice we have uh, with this government. Uh, sign up, become a member. But it's it's not just that. Not becoming a member is just you know you become a member and that's it. We still need to have you be active. You know come out to our events, help us, help us spread the message, go on our social media, share our message, um, do what you can. Uh, and 
hopefully we can get this this uh, this whole narrative changed around and and let's see what we can do with this you know we're uh, the nfa our, our board is we're a small voice but the people out there you people are the big voice and you need to you need to contact your mps talk to your neighbors talk to talk to non non firearms owners get our, get the word out there that's what we need that's what we need to do we can only do so much but that's why that's why we need you guys to help us out with this stuff we really really do absolutely all right so i'm i'm going to end it there uh, everybody that tuned in tonight thank you so much and we'll see you next time See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of NFA Talk. Like and follow the NFA on social media and sign up to become a member. 